0: Log TALK RADIO Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's Enterprise, where we want to see your business rise. It's February 22, 2015, coming to you live from New York, New York. It's been a snowy, cold, and icy week in the Big Apple. While some of you are still layering sweaters and others have taken extended vacations, We have a wonderful show for you today with our new series focused on business and professional women with Beth Strickland-Bates. Good evening, Beth.
1: Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: And we appreciate you. Beth Strickland-Bates has worked as an attorney for West Tennessee Legal Services for almost 27 years. She is certified as a Social Security Disability Specialist by the Tennessee Commission on Continuing Legal Education and Specialization. She has represented hundreds of individuals in Social Security cases. Also, she is moving vice president of the Tennessee Lawyers Association for Women. She is a member of the Tennessee Bar Association and its Disability Law Section, which she previously chaired as well as the Tennessee Alliance for Legal Services Benefits Task Force. Beth has presented continuing legal education talks on Social Security and welfare issues. She manages her agency's food stamp outreach project and advocates for children in the state custody in Tennessee Medical Services Appeals. She was certified in 2006. Beth received an E! Award from the Tennessee Economic Council for Women for her work on behalf of economic equity for women, a past president, state president, and local president of the Business and Professional Women's Organization, has served five times on the board of directors for the National Organization of BPW USA. Currently, she serves as BPW Tennessee Parliamentarian with a host of accolades. Welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you. So how did you actually get involved in Social Security Disability Services?
1: I came on staff with West Tennessee Legal Services as a more generalist attorney, and for the first four to five years, I practiced in several different areas of the law, which included Social Security Disability, and then... After about five years, I was offered the opportunity to specialize in social security, which has been an avocation of a passion of mine, and I, I've never really let, looked back. I've always held on to doing that type of work, even when I could have done uh, represented
0: people in different areas of the law. Okay, and, and for our audience that may may not know, what is Social Security Disability?
1: Social Security Disability is an earned uh, social insurance program. We pay into the Social Security insurance system with our payroll taxes, both employees and employers, or the self-employed by self-employment uh, taxes, and if we... C- become unable to work, unable to perform substantial gainful activity due to an impairment that either is supposed to last 12 months or result in death, then we are eligible statutorily for social security disability. The social security administration also administers supplemental security income that is based on disability. But the funding for that is from our general tax revenue. Um, It benefits people who have been so disabled they've never been able to work or they have only earned a small amount of money so that their Social Security disability is very, very small, and this supplements that. And it also supplements those people who are old enough to retire, but their earnings have been low.
0: Okay, and how should people prepare if they need this service?
1: Well, it, sometimes it's difficult because a person could become disabled, say, from a motor vehicle accident uh, or a stroke, um, and not find one minute and then an hour later uh, be disabled. But some people have more noticing that. If a person has an episodic uh, condition like epilepsy that they might have seizures, I would urge them to keep a diary of uh, when they have a seizure. Uh, Maybe if they couldn't do that, at least note it on their calendar and whether or not how major the seizure was. Another example might be um, debilitating headaches or some condition that would cause falls. I have one client now that uh, has difficulty uh, maintaining her balance. I would um, ask that if a person is disabled that they do their best to maintain medical treatment and that's sometimes difficult if they don't have health insurance, but if they can show Social Security that they've made an effort to obtain free or low cost services, um, that's often sufficient if they can't get as much treatment as they actually need but they've done, made a reasonable effort to try to get what's available. Um, if they have medications that cause side effects or urge uh, the folks to tell their physicians or their medical providers about those side effects because if they choose to tell Social Security that they're having problems, side effects of their medications and they haven't told the prescribing uh, physician or nurse practitioner that's not quite as credible as we'd like. Um, It's you're going to go before human adjudicators, so um, I would ask people if at all possible to refrain from using illegal substances. Um, If they have problems with alcohol, they need to be abstinent if possible. They should try to uh, cut down on smoking as well. Um, They should keep good records of what doctors and hospitals and Physical therapists that they
0: have seen. That is a uh, great information, and I'm sure that's going to be very, very helpful um, for our audience. Uh, you're you were involved in a lot of different positions with business and professional women. Can you tell us a little bit about the organization and your involvement?
1: Um, business and professional women strives to provide Equity in the workplace through education, advocacy, and information. Um, we are our BPW Tennessee and our Jackson group, which uh, Jackson area uh, group, um, is are licensed through the BPW Foundation, which is now our national entity, and they strive to build successful workplaces, which are successful because they feature um, diversity, equity, and work-life balance. Business and professional women has offered me over the years support from other working women from diverse backgrounds, diverse uh, professions and businesses. They have given me an opportunity to developed leadership skills speaking skills when I came with my employer there were a lot of people of roughly my same age and the structure was fairly flat there was not a lot of room for advancement or leadership so business and professional women um, helped supplement that also I found that I really love the advocacy or citizens' lobbying part of business and professional women, I found that that was very rewarding for me and worthwhile. So that's another reason that um, I've stayed and tried to give back some to business and
0: professional women. Okay. And in your experience, uh, what social services do you believe women are unaware of?
1: I'm not sure if I find in my practice that a lot of people don't know about the Division of Vocational Rehabilitation, which is available to help with training and rehabilitation of citizens with disabilities, which a citizen with a disability is not necessarily unable to work. They just uh, have a disability that affects a life function that doesn't mean that they're they're unable but they're, they may need some extra help and it seems like a lot of people that I run across don't know about this agency and I think there are similar agencies throughout the country they may not be called the exact same title but people could google vocational rehabilitation I don't think that everyone knows about that um I also find I, that some women don't know that cash welfare or TANF, which stands for Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, at least in Tennessee, it only provides a very small amount of cash, but it all, but it does provide um, child care benefits, which could be very helpful to particularly young women or, or women that uh, need a fresh start. It's a temporary assistance. Um, I don't know how well women know about domestic violence shelters, which um, are available, and I know business and professional women have advocated for strong laws to to protect victims of domestic violence.
0: Okay, so you kind of talked a little bit about maybe some of the services that women who might have been financially secure and need some help, some, some places that they can actually go. What would you say is unique about the women in Tennessee as opposed to the rest of the country?
1: They may have more difficulty in obtaining health insurance than in some areas of the country. Tennessee has not yet chosen to expand um, Medicaid or to provide any type of insurance using Medicaid funds that are available under the Affordable Care Act. And buying health insurance in the private market can be very cost-prohibitive for people with um, preexisting conditions. It may not even be available or be extremely cost. Uh, prohibited. I think that some states that have expanded Medicaid, such as Kentucky just north of us, and Arkansas uh, to the west, uh, have had a great deal of success. Also in Tennessee, and this is not necessarily just women, but uh, if we could have more high-paying jobs, jobs with a living wage, that would help Everyone in particular
0: families, okay, so it seems like uh maybe the voters in Tennessee need to be more educated of uh what what this issue and what it means to the women in Tennessee uh can you cite a story where a woman in Tennessee utilized your services and it impacted her life
1: um, yes, uh Remember a young woman. I do a lot of work pursuant to a contract with the Tennessee Department of Human Services, which are they refer to us young, usually young women, sometimes men, sometimes middle aged uh, men or women who have children under the age of eighteen uh, that have are receiving cash welfare. Uh, But they're really hard to employ. The work training and um, job placement that the department has tried with these folks have basically not worked. And this young woman had suffered from major mental illness. She had come, unlike a lot of them, uh, from a middle-class background. She'd been struggled with substances, she had struggled with being in and out of jail. I think she had been assaulted. She had three young children, but only one in her custody. Uh, one, uh, one set of grandparents had one another, um, and she had was just barely on the edge of of uh, staying out of jail. Um, we were able to persevere and go to an administrative hearing and win her case showing that she was just um, unable to work. And because of that, she was able to obtain dignity and housing and some reasonable level of support. Disability benefits are only on average about 1200 a month. And a lot of my clients less than that. I think she hers was less than that, but her she had never been able to work very long. But her father was deceased, and because of his work record, she was able to obtain benefits because she became disabled prior to age twenty two. It, it was that young. Um, she had had a child. Um. At home, basically, had told no none of her family that she was even pregnant. Um, it, it gave her a new start in life.
0: That sounds like a, a great um, story. Uh, as women prepare to age and become disabled, what top three things should they begin to do?
1: If they can afford it, they should buy a long-term. T- care insurance. The co- the cost of long term care assist some assisted living but mainly nursing home is astronomical. Um my late mother passed away in
0: two thousand thirteen and so that
1: her her care was over um Around, approaching $170 a day um, in the nursing home. She did have long-term care insurance that paid just a portion of that, but that made um, all the difference. A second thing that maybe they should prepare to do is that they should be aware that when they turn 65, they will be eligible for Medicare. They, most of us will be based on the premiums that we have paid um through our payroll taxes throughout the years and part of medicare is pretty straightforward but there are some choices involved one is whether or not you choose traditional medicare which is sort of a fee for service plan you you um uh, or a an HMO or managed care um Type of plan, which is called a Medicare Advantage plan. Um, and then there is a, another type of Medicare, Medicare Part D, which has been around for about 15 years, and that deals with coverage for medication. And there are a lot of choices, there are a lot of Medicare Part D plans offered by different private insurance companies, and one needs to do a lot of homework. To choose what is best for her uh, from the choices involved, and at minimum, they, uh, a person should contact their physician or and their medical providers, maybe their community hospital, to see which plans that um, the physician takes or recommends as far as medication and their pharmacist. Since it's Medicare Part D, uh, their pharmacist would be. Uh, key. Um, The third thing, and it won't be possible for everyone, but the National um, Academy of Social Insurance points out that if you can delay taking Social Security retirement benefits past your earliest date of eligibility, it's a sound financial decision. One can choose uh to early retire at age sixty two. But your benefits in doing so are permanently uh reduced by twenty five percent approximately. Wow. Um and if you can even delay part of the time between sixty two and your full retirement age, which for people turning uh, for people uh born 1954, or slightly before, um, is 66. Every month that you delay, your benefits increase um, a little more. Um, wow. Full, full retirement age will be 67 for people born in 1960 or later. So, um, That's something to keep in mind as well. I don't know that many people can, but if you can delay to age 70, um, your benefits will be 130% higher than if you had retired earlier. So I I read that a good portion, maybe a majority of people, um, file for early retirement, but if you can delay... As we are living longer, and particularly women uh, live longer, um, it helps you not live out out, not outlive your savings if you can delay retirement at least for a little while.
0: Okay, that's that's very very helpful information, and the work that you do is commendable and so appreciated. Uh, Thanks so much, Beth, for coming on our show. We really wish you the best of success.
1: Thank you very much.
0: For more information, log on to www.cletn.com. Thanks for listening to our new 2015 Business and Professional Women Series on Blog Radio's Enterprise. Remember to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and our new TV cable and streaming version of BTR's Enterprise called America's Enterprise, now on YouTube. For more information on how to be a guest or a sponsor for our show, you can email us. Here for our show. You can email us. <laughs>